0: At SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM.
1: All things automotive with the petrol head, Nico Smith.
0: Nico, how are you? Good, how are you, Michelle? Oh, I'm cracking along like uh, as only I can crack along. <laughs> <So> <laughs> as long as you don't crack up, that's fine. Okay, so before you even uh, um, crack into all the stuff that you're going to crack yeah. into, um, I understand that you are um, you're dealing with COVID as we speak.
1: Yes, I've always been a positive guy, so um, I'm also now COVID positive. <laughs> so, yes, um, I'm not exa- exactly on the couch, I'm more in bed today, yeah. but otherwise it's all the same. So I think there's a lot of us going through this. So um, um, I think it's a case of hanging in there and uh, taking it easy and drinking your meds and yeah.
0: So, Nico, you're obviously one of the people who are certainly not um, as sick as other people that I know.
1: So You know what, Michelle, I think um, if I look at the scheme of things, I mean, it's not great. It's like a really bad flu that I have so far. Yeah. But a lot of people have, have really had it quite badly. So, it, you know, it is something that is quite serious and a lot of people are going through it. Um, the, the most interesting thing is how many different theories there are of what to take and what not to take and do this and do that which is, I think if it was 20 years ago, it would have been almost the simplest thing. You know, people say, take that. Now there's mm-hmm. so much information and, and and I don't know if there's too much information. Everybody has an opinion on what to do and what to take. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is, of, of course, to, to take it easy as much as you can. Trust the person that's helping you with the medicine. Drink the medicine that you can. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And otherwise, yeah, I think pray for, pray for the best and pray for yourself and other people. And that's what I'm doing. And I have people that are praying for me and, you know, it's nice that yeah. you have family that support you. And, and yeah. so, you know, there's a lot of people that are going through this with me now. So hang in there. You're not alone.
0: Nika, I'm going to crack in with a question, yes. if you don't mind. And it comes from Yusuf. And Yusuf says, how much smoke is permitted to come out of your vehicle while driving?
1: Hey, no, nothing. <laughs> None. None. There shouldn't be smoke. Smoke ain't good. So if there's any smoke... Um, I don't know how old the car is, yeah. but when there's smoke coming out, there's, there's um, new cars have lots of different filters, like diesel cars have diesel particulate filters that filters out the suit. Um, you have catalytic converters, you have lots of things in the exhaust to, to take away the emissions. Because if you just imagine you had from the engine, you had a straight pipe out the, out the atmosphere, in other words, nothing from as the fuel, because what? Okay, I'm going to take a step back. An engine takes fuel and air, mm. mixes it together. Gives it a spark, and that it, and that runs, or a diesel just compresses fuel and air, and it ignites. But that burning process um, creates harmful gases that go into the atmosphere. So what you have is you have different types of filters in the engine to filter out all the those bad, um, um, uh, like carbon dioxide or nitrogen oxide or soot or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so if it's smoking, then it does mean that there's a problem. First of all, from the exhaust. Um, your engine is um, – there's an issue with the engine possibly. Um, if it's smoking at the engine, I'm not sure. That's not great either. It might be uh, a, a problem with oil or, or something else. That uh, So any smoke from a car is not a good sign. So I would have it definitely checked out. Something is not right. They're not supposed to smoke anymore. Um, yeah.
0: So, so I suppose one could say, if your car is smoking, you need to rethink because where there's smoke, there's ah. fire.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have a look at that. We we'll have somebody looked at at that. I mean, some cars you drive next to them, and there's right white smoke. Um, and 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 again, the type of smoke probably is an indication of what's wrong with the car. Um, but smoke out of an exhaust is not a good thing. So even if the particular, let's say, even if your filters or your whatever are working fine or the systems in the exhaust, if there um, if there is oil getting into the fuel or whatever, that could be why the car is smoking. So it is something to have checked out.
0: Okay. So so can I go to another question? Yes. Okay. Right. So. Don't forget, if you want to send your questions to our petrol head, he's all here to answer. I actually think people send you questions just to test you and see whether you're ready. (laughs) Wait till you Uh, you hear the next one. So this 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 one goes as follows. Hi, Michelle. Please ask Nico... What he thinks could be causing a brr sound <laughs> inside my Ford Fiesta. It's similar. Know, yeah. Wait, yeah. wait, not finished yet. It's similar to a fan with a leaf stuck in it, but not as harsh. It accelerates when I increase my driving, and it seems to be getting louder over time. Someone suggested it could be a speedometer cable. So it's a brrrr. Sound inside the Ford Fiesta, similar Aye. to a fan with a leaf stuck in it, but not as harsh.
1: Okay, I'm trying <laughs> to rack my brain to try and think what this could be. Uh, so, yeah, because of course the car has a fan inside. You know, you have your little, you have your fan inside, and um, I think if you have an older car, and I don't know older Fiesta, is, sometimes if your filter doesn't work, maybe you have a fa- maybe you have a leaf stuck in your car's um, aircon. But um, I don't know, Michelle. It's uh, it's one of those you've bolded me out, but I would have it checked out. I would I would go to a Ford dealer, um, or if you're servicing somewhere else, um, let them ride with you in the car and have it checked out and see what what the issue could be, um, if it's yeah. So I don't know, Michelle. So, a, the right. So one for me and one for whoever sent out the message. Okay, one, one for you,
0: know. one for whoever sent out the message. So and I'm on a 50% head rate. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody knows the answer to that particular question. Hang on.
1: Yeah. Now I realize the smoke, I didn't know either. So I'm on a 0% head rate. <laughs> no, you were good on the smoke. You
0: were good on the okay. smoke. You said no smoke. Okay, cool. Uh, okay. So the question was, if there's a brrr sound like a fan with a leaf stuck yes. in it, but not as harsh, perhaps you understand what uh, yeah. our, 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 our list are. Maybe somebody else
1: that works more on cars than I do actually has mm. the right answer. So please now, be on my side so we can get a... Get the 50% up of it.
0: Okay. Someone else says, what's the solution when you have rust in your radiator and there's also a high temperature in your car?
1: So rust, um, what happens is that um, uh, you probably only fill the car with water and not with a solution of glycol and water. So antifreeze. Mm-hmm. Um, also the the fact that there's a temperature issue means you have a water leak um, because the, the water is there to keep the engine cool. And, um, If the the water – and it's a closed system. So what you have is you have water and glycol or water and antifreeze. You have a certain relationship between those two. The reason for the antifreeze is when it's very hot, the water's boiling point is higher. And when it's very cold, the freezing point is lower. So in other words, water won't freeze and it won't boil that easily. Um, And also then prevent some rust. So if you then only put water in the engine without glycol, then you're going to get rust and if you're having the high temperature, there's a leak in the radiator or somewhere else in the system, um, and if you check the water level, you'll see that's low, which is not great for an engine. An engine doesn't like overheating. like a human being. human beings, not good if you're overheating. The same with an engine. Probably, yeah, so very detrimental to an engine to overheat, especially if it's badly done once. So I would say you need to have that checked out. They can do a pressure, pressure, pressure uh, test mm. to see where the leak is, But, um, yeah, those are the the reasons, I
0: think. Okay, two to you, one to the listener. And don't forget, if you as a human being are overheating, you need to go to the doctor immediately because uh, that could be… Yeah, but please don't ask the questions to bowl me. I'll ask the questions to get help. (laughs) 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 Okay, John in Katlehong says, Hello there. I'd like to know why models of cars in recent years are fitted with automatic gearbox transmission, and what is the benefit between manual and automatic?
1: Okay, laziness. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's, That's the short
1: <laughs> That's the short answer. Well, laziness, um, all com- comfort. You can call it. You know, so um my car is a manual. By the way, I when I um, I wanted a manual car, and I enjoy driving a manual car. I enjoy that the, the the part of that part of driving. Even if I'm stuck in traffic and it's peak hour traffic, I actually don't mind. Normally, I like driving a manual car. So the benefits of manual cars is they're more sporty and you have much more control over the gears. If you select second you're and second, and nothing is going to take you out of second. Now, with automatic gearboxes, it's more a convenience thing because you only, can, you only have to drive with two pedals. So you don't have to have good clutch control to, uh, to pull away or to pull away on, on a hill. Um, if you're sitting in traffic, you can just brake and uh, uh, release the brake and give a bit of gas. So it's actually just simply a comfort thing where um, it's easier to drive automatic cars um, uh, and that's why more manufacturers are moving to automatic cars. If you look at some of the more expensive cars, you don't, you rarely now get an expensive car that's a manual. Most people want automatic gearboxes on their cars. They also can be quite sporty. So if you look at a lot of the twin-clutch options that um, some manufacturers have, like um, The best-known one probably is Volkswagen's DSG. So those twin-clutch gearboxes are actually quite sporty. The changes are quick. Uh, And so a lot of people are going for for a DSG gearbox. So it's still convenient um, in traffic, but the changes are quick. And also, depending on the type of gearbox with an auto, if you accelerate and you're quicker um, when the car is moving than with a manual, because uh, if you're doing a, a, a quick change on a manual gearbox, let's say that's about half a second. The DSG gearboxes are 0.15 of a second, so they're quite fast. So when you're driving, the changes are quite quick. And then there's still a benefit on either a CVT or a DSG, because that engine connection between engine and gearbox is done with a clutch. So there's no losses, where the, the, the more conventional type gearbox, than a, a torque converter gearbox, you still get, but there are some losses, but manufacturers would normally put those in bigger cars. So um, you would have on a smaller cars. you're either normally nowadays you get either a CVT or a twin clutch gearbox, which is quite efficient and much more comfortable.
0: Well, John and Kat Lohong, I hope that that answers you. Um, do you think that as we move forward, even the, the, the smallest like little cars, entry level cars are also going to just go into... So they already have,
1: Michelle, exactly. So I think entry entry level. So if you look at the, if you open up a, a, the price list and you start at the, the m- most entry level car, it's a manual. Yeah. Um, because price-wise, they're the cheapest to, to manufacture and sell. Automatics are always going to be a bit of a premium if you take the same car on an auto. But you don't have to go very far on the list to already. Find some autos. So, um, And also, sometimes, depending on the car, um, a second-hand car that's an auto might be a little bit a – small, a small automatic might be a little bit more um, popular in certain cases than a small manual. So it's just more convenience and ease of use. So I think that's all.
0: Okay, fantastic. That sounds good. And uh, we want to know more. You know, I I just want to ask you something quickly. Uh I I read that Volkswagen is going to shift to um, hybrid and electronic cars in South Africa by, I think they said 2030 or 2050. Do you know anything about that?
1: Yeah, I think they're not necessarily talking as much about South Africa. The the, the manufacturers are all talking about, um, uh, well, they're going to impact us. But if you look at what, what, what... um Volkswagen is saying what BMW, Mercedes Benz, Volvo, all the manufacturers, especially the European ones, are saying we are moving towards electric, we are moving towards hybrids. Um and that's eventually going to affect us. Yeah. So um the fact is if they let's say eventually in twenty thirty five they're just selling electric cars, well then either we're selling Volkswagens or not in South Africa. So the reality is that the manufacturers um themselves are moving towards that. So hopefully in South Africa we can start getting ourselves ready as well so that our infrastructure is, is, is better and we are we supply electricity better, um, uh, the charging stations are more, uh, you can find more of them because of the manufacturers are moving that way. Well, what choice do we have?
0: Okay. We've got a question from Iona Skultz for you. Hello, Michelle. Good morning. Iona from Cape Town. I don't agree with the petrol head about its laziness with an automatic car. <laughs> Um, I'm now in what they call the elderly group and you know we have knee problems and we have shoulder problems and um, also we're not as fast as we used to be when we were younger so I drive a Toyota 1600 automatic and it is my first automatic and the best thing I ever did. So, nothing to do with laziness. Thank you always for a fabulous program. Bye. <laughs> so,
1: so, just to say, the laziness was just a joke. Because oh. I know the convenience, but I love the answer. Thanks for that voice. voice that was awesome.
0: But I do think it. I mean, I think Iona raises a, a good point. And Iona, it's not... You're, the el, you're not the elderly. You are just simply the older. Yeah, but and it, it,
1: that's it. it. It is convenient. If you have problems with knees, um, also if you... If you're not a, um, uh, some people aren't as confident in traffic or there's a lot of things happening. That's one less thing for you to do as a driver. So I do understand that a lot of people like them. Um, but um, yeah, so it's it, it's about which one you choose. I think most people actually look at me and lift an eyebrow if I say, listen, I like a manual car. And if I could, I'd, I'd have a manual car again. I think I'm actually the one that's out in the majority having a manual car. Most people say, let's just take an auto it's just so much easier. So actually, waters
0: are extremely popular. Okay, Nico, very quickly. Yeah? The Unique wants to know, who is Levi McQuala, wants to know, do you have a Twitter account? No. Okay, sorry, uh, Levi, there we go. That's life. You'll just have to...
1: The only tweeting thing happening at my house are the birds outside. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only tweeting happening here. And then
0: Sig (laughs) wants to know, is there a difference between evaporation... Uh, of antifreeze and water if my 50-50 mix replies uh, requires replenishment must it also be 50-50
1: i don't know if it's 50-50 um, the manufacturers are i think it's uh, you know i'm not sure exactly what the relationship is um, but there's a definite described um, amount of antifreeze versus an amount of uh, uh, or let's call it glycol this amount of water um, and uh, my car uh, as an example recently had uh, a crack in one of the water so from the radiator so the water effectively the radiator is there just to keep that water cool so that's the thing you have in front of the grill as you're driving air hits that and the water is pumped through the radiator so the air that hits the radiator cools down the water that's pumped through there so you have a whole system where the water flows and I had a hole in this um, uh, a leak yeah. so when I then got new uh, antifreeze what happened is they actually mix it um, uh, at the where I was service the car at the dealership beforehand with a certain ratio and it's actually quite a lot um, and that's a, okay. That's that the relationship uh, glycol water and then they put it in the car so it's actually done beforehand and to be honest you actually get good um, and cheap ones so at, uh, um, it actually costs a lot of money to put the right amount of glycol so yeah. the manufacturer in my car they prescribe um, something that I think is, is quite expensive I could have bought it cheaper but then I thought if this is what they're describing and, and I'm okay with buying that I'd rather have that in my car as opposed to um, something that, uh, well, in other words, I said, I'm going to go with what the manufacturer prescribes. They said, this is the ra- relationship and this is a ratio and this is the glycol and that's what I put in.
0: Okay, quick question. We've got literally a minute. Can I replace my Audi A3 2000 model engine to a Golf 5 engine? My car has a 5G AMG engine and I only want to upgrade the engine. <laughs> yeah,
1: you, know, you know what? The thing is, if you're upgrading the engine, there's, there's always a, a, other things that go with that. Um, that you have, that you might not consider. So it's not always that easy. Just dropping. Uh, so you've got an A3, and you now want to attack. There's a stronger engine. Let's say it's a two-liter diesel from from a Golf or whatever, a or two-liter petrol engine. Um, there are always other things that you might not have considered that might eventually cause you problems. So I would be careful doing that because it might work for a while, but it's actually not always just an easy fit. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just so. Uh, yeah, I I would say if you I'd I'd rather if you can find the same engine and put that in uh, a different engine might give you issues. Um, I'm it's sure not, it would. Yeah, I I, I, would, I wouldn't do it.
0: Yeah, okay, that's it. Nicker, get better, stay well, and get stronger by the minute. Thanks,
1: Michelle. <laughs> I'll have a good weekend. Everybody uh, that's got COVID, hang in there.
0: Nine o'clock. Time for the news. No, we gotta say good morning. <laughs>